a sailor an artist? And is an artist a sailor? That's an interesting question. Well, there's good and bad sailors. There's good and bad artists. And good and bad, is that...? Some people do... Th I mean, it's... <coughs> do you remember years ago, there was a book called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? Yeah. Right. So Robert Percy talked about... Let's get rid of the word art and replace it with the word quality. Really, that's what he's really saying. Because he was proposing that we all instinctively understand when something has quality. Uh -huh. I mean, it's a flawed point because he sort of fails to locate that in a very specific culture and context. We don't all see the same quality in certain things. If I've grown up in the Amazon rainforest, I don't see the same thing as if I've grown up in Germany. It's like... So he, he was suggesting it was universality. He sort of that. didn't... Yeah, he was, but he didn't really address... I think he came from very much a sort of fixed European stroke American white man's perspective in the whole thing. Putting all that aside for a minute, if you think about the kind of notion of quality, in relation to your question about sailors and artists. You know, I... There are two people in, in my life, um, in my life of sailing, who I've sort of learned from. Um, one of them was a guy called Trevor, who, who is now dead, but he was like the old man of the sea, and he was an astonishing individual. He'd done everything at sea, everything. You know, he'd been a crab fisherman in the Falklands. He he was the skipper of the ship in the O'Neillian line. It was like the the, the whole range of, of things at sea. And he had a kind of effortless quality to his understanding of how to sail a vessel. And you know. I'm sure there are other sailors around the world who are equally, you know, gifted in that way. And that effortlessness was a reflection of his, um, almost sounds like emerging. Yeah, uh, he was at home in that environment. Yeah, so attuned, they so become attuned. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. From the fact that he, I mean, he was like a Thames mudlark, you know. He built his first boat when he was sort of seven with his wow. friend or something, you know. It was, mm. it was a life at sea. And, yeah, it's, he was still climbing to the top of the mast in his 70s, Trevor. He was, um, yeah, he was just an amazing man. So he had that quality where it felt so natural how to respond to the wind, you know, everything, how to respond to weather, how to respond to certain conditions and... and does that make him an artist? I tentatively suggest yes. That low level kind of rumble mm. that it's it's very um sort of grounding 
maybe that's the that kind of maybe that's where that piece sort of piece from, yeah, yeah. Mm. and but also it, it's got a power to it it's like a low level roar yeah something. yeah that pitch goes up and down as well does it mm. but it's constant yeah but then sometimes it's like a full-on northern gale, and it's, this is like being on a on a on a ship. Everything moves. This floor goes up and down. Is it? The wind is kind of in and out. The wind howls, and yeah. It's a powerful thing, isn't it? Yeah. The ocean. Really. Even the fact that it's uncaring, it's just oblivious to you. Simply not our environment. No matter how much you think you're connected to it, how much you love it, how much you go into its environment daily or whatever, it is not our environment. Is that the pull? Possibly, yeah. We can't live in it, we can only survive it. That's it. And in sort of get through it and emerge, you know, to, to live another day. It's just not our place. But we're drawn to it. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So Matissier was leading this, you know, round the world, first ever, um, non-stop, don't stop at land, round the world race. And he got back round kind of Cape Horn and then nudging into um, heading home. And then he just thought, fuck it, I'm going round again, and just went round again. Just on an impulse? Yeah. What? Stop this race, I don't care who wins it, I just want to go round again. So do. Isn't that extraordinary? It is. <laughs> I wonder whether that's something to do with given that they're seen, although, I mean, I, I, I've never sailed, but from what you're saying, it, Sounds as on the one hand, the sea is kind of unpredictable and changeable and always different, etc. And then on the other, there are obviously ways as a as a sailor that you learn to kind of attune and, and manage it. But I wonder whether there's something about its rawness and not liberation quite, but it, the way that it, it does what it does, you know, it just does what it does that is somehow um, encourages that in the behaviour of mm. sailors to, I, to so. I don't know. Actually, yeah, there's well. something else as well. It's completely liberating in as much as <clears throat> you can only do this. Okay? You can only do... You're out there, you can only do this. You can only sail this vessel. Yeah, because you've you got, got, got to concentrate else. on what you're doing. Yeah, but also because 
all that other stuff in your life, you can't deal with it at that moment. There's nothing you can do about it. It's all back on land, right? But perhaps, perhaps that's where you want it. Yeah, and that's very liberating. <laughs> yeah. So you're applying yourself perfectly, or as perfectly as you can, to this activity, 100% of you, all your, your um, body and mind engaged in this, and because you can't do anything about all the other things which are a constant worry or stress when you're on land... You don't think about those things anymore. Because you're inhabiting a different yeah. space-time almost. Yeah, yeah. How liberating and freeing is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And there's other things, like... The way that you... You are... And the way that you... You, you can't keep any secrets about yourself at sea. Your character comes out, right? Everyone's character comes out. If you're kind of sailing for kind of like days at a time through filthy kind of weather and, you know, your, your, your true personality and your, will be there, right? Present and visible. So there's that side of it, which is... The other thing is I think about quite a lot, which is how, say, a bird appears. You haven't seen a bird for a long time. You give that your complete undivided attention, right? And you look at it and you engage with it with all of your being because it's so welcome. And that is the proper way to look at the world. Which maybe we don't do so much day to day when we're on land. 